This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. All right, let's check Twitter. We had a few uh, Mets-Yankee trade ideas on Twitter. I do apologize because the way I asked it on Twitter made people think clearly based on their responses, just give me any kind of Mets and Yankees trades, not necessarily trades with each other. So I had to go through hundreds of (laughs) tweets in which it was just the Yankees trading for Shohei Otani and the Mets trading for Brian Reynolds. Now, like I mentioned, we'll have an episode on Rico Bronio where we go through trades like that. But my wording of my tweet, I guess, was confusing. But I do have a few. We'll start with Bobby Brown. Bobby Brown says, the New York Yankees acquire Max Scherzer for the first 82 games, and the Mets get Isaiah Conor-Falefa and Max Scherzer for the last 82 games. I didn't understand what that meant. So can you guys help me? What does that mean? So for we get Max for half the season. Right. And then you First get half. kind of Falefa for half the season. Yeah. And you get Max back and you get kind of Falefa for half the season. I think it's a well, Yankee fan. I think it's a Yankee fan well, saying Max is going to help us for the first half of the year. And then we yeah. send them back to you and he sucks. And oh, by the way, take right. Isaiah Connor Falefa. Yes. But is he, the, is he the injured Max for the first half of the season? Because if that's the case, then I'll definitely do it too. Because we at least we get him for the second half. Yeah, I don't know. The no, but he's been, he's been, right. He, he hasn't, the last two years, he's hasn't been able to make it through the year. <laughs> That's true. The first uh, half Mongo, has been great. Mongo Nation suggests Mark oh, Vientos for Michael. He suggests Mark Vientos for Michael King. I'd say yes to that trade. Would you make that trade? Me, yes. I definitely would. 100%. <laughs> my, I like Michael King. I know even with Tommy John surgery right now, Michael yeah. King was. No, he's not, he's not going to, he's, he's going to avoid Tommy John. Yeah, he's he gonna avoid. He had a back. broken. He had a broken elbow. He'll be back. Now he he could very well be my closer next year. So no, I wouldn't make that trade. All right, I got two more for you. Um, th- this one I think is is fascinating on a lot of levels. All right, Francisco Alvarez. Calm down, Pete. We're getting something good back. Mm-hmm. Francisco Alvarez for Anthony Volpe. Would you make that trade, Hoff? Oh, where are we playing Volpe? Where, where is he playing? I don't know. Second base, third base. I don't know. I, I we have a need a catcher. I don't need Volpe in the infield. Well, we hold have on a need a catcher. In fairness, need a catcher. They also just drafted a stud catching prospect who's being compared to Gary Carter. So. They have another super prospect in their system that happens to be a catcher in Kevin Parada. So we'll trade him for Volpe. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not trading Alvarez. Be- I'm sorry. Right. I've waited Would too you- long for this guy. He played six games for the Mets. Not trading. Again, no. 
Big yeah, Mac's it's, it's clearly tough. making that trade, right? No, you know, I don't know. It's like um it's like that famous it's the poor man's version of that famous night where the Yankees and Red Sox got together and wrote on a napkin and trade DiMaggio for Ted Williams. It's it's like these two prospects we've heard about Volpe for forever if you're a Yankee fan. Uh you know, he's he's been great. He's done really well everywhere he's gone. He steals bases. He's athletic. They've had a, a hole at shortstop since Didi Gregorius, really. Um, it's tough. It's tough. I probably wouldn't. Catchers break down. Catchers need to change position. So do shortstops, I suppose. But uh, he's our guy, and I don't see any reason why to trade him for your guy. That's, you know, we talk about how the Yankees and Mets won't make any of these trades. Right. But I honestly think that trade is the least likeliest that the Mets yeah. and Yankees would ever make. Because yeah. when you're talking about veteran players, when you're talking about established players, you have an idea of what they are. You have an idea of what you're giving up and what you're getting. When you're talking about two super prospects, that's a trade that could very well be, and, and I know these guys are on the same team, but bear with me here, Kelnick for Julio Rodriguez, where right. one guy sucks and just can't put it together and the other guy looks like the best young player in baseball because yeah, you can't do that. You can't do it. Like the risk is so freaking high because that's right. what happens. Like there are some top five prospects who turn out to be average to nothing major leaguers. And then there are some top five prospects who become Mike Trout or, or become Julio Rodriguez. And that right. would be a trade that whether you're the Mets or the Yankees, you could never yeah. live with a trade. Like can't be on you the just, wrong side of that trade. No, you can't. Killer. Yeah. Now, I'll end it with the biggest trade we could come up with. I tried to come up with a Garrett Cole trade. There, there really isn't one. Like, I could waste your time mm-hmm. with Max Scherzer for Garrett yeah. Cole, but it's just... Don't waste our time. I'm not wasting That's my time. guy right there. I'm not trading him. You wouldn't trade it for Max Scherzer, so you're saying no to that? Yeah, I'd say no to that. <laughs> no, I know. Uh, by the way, I would say yes, just for the record. Oh, like, good. I'm glad you offered me Garrett Cole for Max But I thought he's not nice, and Craig was proven to be correct on that. Also, <laughs> I, I thought that was the scenario. During the regular season, Garrett Cole was not as good as Max Scherzer when no, Max pitched. But the greatest attribute of Garrett Cole is that he pitches every five days. That's his greatest attribute. He does no that. And there's a lot of starting pitchers that aren't able to. But here's the and here's he my give big up one. Five home runs and seven runs in the wild card game either. But yeah. Well, that's true. Thank you for that. My biggest and sexiest and intriguing trade. Francisco Lindor to the New York Yankees for Giancarlo Stanton. Big Mac. Yes. He said yes. I think you have to do it. And now you put him at shortstop, which I know the Yankees don't want to do because uh, you got Volpe coming up. You got Peraza. I think you can move them around the infield where you can move. You know, in two years, you put Lindor at third base. You know, you do what you got to do. Um, he fits the team better. Uh, Stanton, I, I love Stanton, and I defend him constantly. And he's been their best postseason player bar none. But he, it's tough for him to make it through a season. Him being the DH hampers everything they, you know, anything they try and do lineup-wise. It's just, it it bogs them down into this, because he, he can't play the outfield, or at least they won't let him play the outfield. It's become too much of a hindrance in being a young, fluid, athletic team, able to use that DH the way you'd like to and move it around. Uh, I know you're taking a ton of money from Lindor. I mean, just a ton of money. Uh, but you're giving away some in the early years with Stanton. 
Right. I mean, it's offsetting for the you, next five or six years. So I'm glad you brought that up. But Pete, before you answer, just so we have context on the contracts, because it's not player for player as simple as that. You got to keep this in mind. Right. For the next three years, they make the same amount of money. Okay. Mm-hmm. 32 million, 32 million, 32 million. In 2026, Stanton goes down to 29 million. And Lindor, and actually, I misspoke. I apologize. Um, no, no, I was right. I'm sorry. I got confused. They make 32, 32, 32. In year four, which is 2026, Stanton goes down to 29 million. Then Stanton in 2027 goes down to 25 million. Then there's a club option. So you yeah. can be done with Giancarlo Stanton after 2027. Lindor makes $32 million a year in 28. Stanton's already gone. 29, 30, and 31. So yeah. you're taking on four more years of Francisco Lindor making $32 million a year. Mm-hmm. What is Francisco Lindor five years from now? I have no idea, but it's yeah. one of those things. Cause I can tell by your face, Pete, the initial reaction is that's ridiculous. Okay. Based on who these guys are right now coming off of this season. But what you have to keep in mind is that, and I don't know if the Mets will ever admit this, his contract looks crazy right now. And I think we kind of maybe knew it at the time, but Lindor is signed until 2031 and he's making $32 million a year. So you do factor in that while it's the same money for three years, a little bit less in year four and five, and then you're done with it. Now, with that context out there, do you make that trade, Pete? Um, all right. So Jim Carlos Stanton's my guy. I love that dude. I got a man crush on him. I would move a lot of mountains to bring him in. I want to say yes. I want to say yes, but there's a caveat that has to come with it because I'm someone who was never on the need for Francisco Lindor to come in to the Mets anyway. I didn't care for the trade, not because of who he was, but because the need wasn't prominent at the time. If you told me that trading away Lindor would open a door to Trey Turner coming in, I would do that trade right now, a thousand percent. But I don't think that's the case, so I can't say yes to it. But otherwise, I'd be I'd be locked in. I, I think it's a good deal. I think that the guy is, has clutch genes in him when it comes down to playoffs. Uh, the guy smashes, which is what the Mets need. The Mets are in dire need of a power hitter. And they just don't, besides Alonzo, it can't just be about Alonzo. You need somebody else. And Stanton will bring that. I don't care if he's playing DH, right field, or the bench. He just brings that threat. You can replace Lindor. You can't replace that type of power in Stanton. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Yeah, that, that's why I hate to admit it. I think I'd make the trade because... Lindor right now, if we're looking at the context of this very moment, 
Lindor is clearly the better all-around player, and you can mm-hmm. rely on him more to play 140, 150 games. But I look around baseball, and all I see is premier-level shortstops becoming free agents. That's, that's all we've seen last year, and we're seeing it again this year. Even a guy like Dansby Swanson, who's yeah. not on the same level as Trey Turner, not on the same level as Carlos Correa, he's available. And it seems like the Braves aren't even going to bid that high on him. So I think what's given me the buyer's remorse is, A, I get out of the last five years of his deal. Like instantly, I make this trade. I bring in a right-handed slugger who's clearly less reliable than Lindor, no doubt about it. But I've already just cleared myself of a contract that I've realized probably a few more years than I should have. He's got nine years left on his deal. And then I can look in free agency and see easy ways to replace him on contracts that are not going to be as prohibitive as what Lindor just got. So, and that's why I'm, I'm sort of surprised in a way, Big Mac, that you say yes, because you can easily, now this just shows you you're concerned about Hal and his spending. You could just easily sign a shortstop today and keep staying. I could, I could, but you're worried about, I'm hoping they do do that, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know if they would do that. I don't know if they would do that. Do, and do if you, you get rid of Stan's look, money, you could still you could sign other pieces. Like you could just I, I, you could still bring in someone like that to play third base. Like I don't know do how you, you know they love Peraza, they love Volpe, but if if I'm willing to spend money with Stanton, why wouldn't I be willing to spend money with Lindor? Well, here's the question I have about Stanton because it's weird with him. 2019, he barely plays. Misses essentially the entire season. 2020, Mm -hmm. misses half the season. I know it was a shortened season, so we're trying to be fair about it, but missed a lot of time. Plays a full year essentially in 2021 and is tremendous. 35 home runs, 97 RBIs, 870 OPS, and he plays. This season, weird year. Guy at 211, but he was an all-star in the first half of the year. Then he can't stay healthy but ends up hitting up 31 home runs. If you look at the last four seasons, he's really only been healthy in one of them. So do you look at Stanton's contract as this hindrance that I would just try to move it and get, get off of it? (sighs) Yeah, I wouldn't do it for anything, but I'm bringing in a, an excellent player in Lindor. Uh, But yeah, I think it's hard not to, like I said, I love the guy. He's been great as to Pete's point. He hits home runs. He's been clutch. But I can't rely on him. It's just getting to the point where I can't rely on him. And he he, he doesn't play a lot. And, yeah, to, to move on from that contract and and for the next three or four years, which is all I care about, we could figure something out after that. Like, I, I can't think that far and really try and plot how my team's going to go. Yeah, I'll have Judge down the line. And so Lindor's contract's another four years. We're not talking about next year and then another four years. We're talking about four years and then another four years. So over right. the next four years, the money's the same. I got a player who plays every single day, premier defense, switch hitter uh, that I feel you know much more confident in, makes my team younger, athletic. I can do things with the DH, uh, and I can still go sign another contract because the money. if I could do it with Stanton, I could do it with Lindor. So it's not like the money doesn't uh, affect it necessarily for me. I'm just trading – Players and yeah, the position is different because that's where you could really spend the most money. The outfield, it's Nimmo and 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 Judge, as opposed to you saying you know Turner and uh, Dansby Swanson and some different guys where there's more options to sign and spend money at that position. But I mean, I could put someone at third base. So to me, the money is comparable right now, and I'm getting the younger, more reliable player. And 
you know, it's at the point now with the Yankees where you're just looking to tweak stuff. You know, maybe, you know, Lindor comes in and sets the the room different, has a different type of season, changes the lineup just a little bit. Like those are the kind of tweaks you're looking for. And yes, this is a major trade, but I'm getting younger. I'm getting better. I do have one last trade for you. I'm going to put Big Mac in an awful spot. Okay. One for one. I trade you Buck Buck Walter for Aaron Boone. (laughs) (laughs) Do you make that trade? Ah. Do I trade Buck Walter for Aaron Boone? Yeah, you get Buck, I I get Boone. I say no, by the way. What do you say? Yeah, I'm sure you do. I wouldn't be a man unless I said no. I have to stick to my guns. (laughs) I have to stick to my guns. Listen, I listen. In all seriousness, I I, I play with you about uh, about Buck because I thought it was over the top the reaction to him and some and I have to admit some of the nonsense like you know he's 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 teaching the umpires the game and like it's just it's so over the top and over dramatic and the guy hasn't won anything. Not that he's a bad manager; he's a great manager, but he hasn't won anything. And so I have a little fun with it. But we all know he's the better day to day manager than you know he's in a in a tough spot or. You know, in a tight game, you would feel more confident in the experience of Buck Showalter. But the way the Yankees do their business anyway, I'm not so sure how different it would be. So give me the guy I like. Give me the guy I defended. I want to keep on fighting that good fight. I would not so, make that trade. You so we, bastard. We got everybody to agree on one trade. All right. We must have talked about, I don't know, 15, 20 trades, all sorts of players all over the roster. Mm-hmm. And the, it was the one first one, trade, I think. What was that? I think it was the first one. No, no, though. That wasn't, wasn't it the McCann? First. No, no. James McCann for Josh Donaldson, we said no to. James oh. McCann for Aaron Hicks, we said yes to. You said oh, right, no right. to. Right, so right, the right. one trade that actually clicked oh, right. was Dominic Smith for mm-hmm. Estefan Florial. <laughs> and that's a plausible trade. Like You, you mentioned how <laughs> yeah, none yes. of these would happen. I could see the Mets and Yankees making that trade 100%. Even though I said earlier that they'd both be deathly afraid of like big prospects being traded for each other, I think both guys have graduated from being prospects. Like I don't think the Yankees view Real anymore as one. I don't think the Mets view Dom Smith as one. Uh, Dom Smith's a non-tendered candidate. Like he could very well easily be a free agent for all. So I do agree. You know, along the lines of the Met Yankee trades that have been made, uh, Dom Smith for Estevan Florial. If it does happen, we'll obviously credit Rico Bronia for having it first. But I agree. I think that one is actually a very plausible trade. So let Cashman and Epler know that we approve. Were the were the meet the GM meetings always like the day after the the World Series like this? Like I I feel like this is really early. Big Mac, you may have uh, forgot there was a lockout this season, and the season ended in like November. So, oh, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There isn't <laughs> exactly a, a lot of time to yeah. just hang out and have a good time. They got to go right to the GM meetings. But I that's do appreciate you coming on and being a oh, good thank sport. You. Of course. saying yes and saying no to a lot of these deals. We will have sure. another trade week edition of Rico Bronia where we will, you know, further look around baseball. Now, I've looked at every team. I've looked at a lot of bad contracts. My God, there are so many bad contracts in Major League Baseball. And we'll yeah. talk about how those guys could potentially fit for the Mets. So another addition, but we widen the net a little bit. And well, who, see. who are you bringing in as your baseball expert? If I'm it's the Yankee question. expert and now you're doing all around baseball, who's your baseball guy? It's a surprise person. Okay. I can't oh. tell anybody who it is because I need that person to officially approve that they're willing to come on. 
Oh, but I okay. do have an independent baseball mind in mind. I've got two guys in mind. I okay. have someone and then a backup plan in case the first guy okay. says no. Uh, Does so the backup in, plan know he's the backup plan or? Never. No. Never. <laughs> no, you always keep that a secret. Right. It's always a we all know secret. I was we all know we all know I'm sitting here because Ernie couldn't make it. So <laughs> Judge Ostrebsky was busy. I apologize. <laughs> <Judge> <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, thank you, Big Mac. Thank right. you, Pete Hoffman. Pete will be producing Tiki and Tierney, 10 a.m. on the fan, Big Macs with Craig and I, and then obviously some bridge shows and Friday into Saturday. If you have trade ideas. Send it on over at Evan Roberts WFN at the Hoff WFN. Is that your Twitter account? The Hoff WFN. Yeah, nailed it. I got it right. And we'll go through it uh, in a couple of days on the next edition of Rico. And obviously, any breaking news will give you instant reactions. Thank you for listening to the biggest waste of time in podcast history. This latest edition of Rico Brilliant. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Rico Bronya podcast. It's amazing, isn't it? Make sure you download it now to keep it on you at all times.